This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. It is 360biz.com. My name is Dabahama Fodi. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It is a beautiful Wednesday evening. You know that whenever you hear us this time, this is a show that brings you all things business. We bring in subject matter experts. We bring in regulators. We bring in industry champions. I'm particularly excited about today's show. That uh, this is a unique one of its kind. And I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my girl. Seho, how are you, girl? Hello. I'm good. How are you? No, no, no. I'm good, man. It's a very beautiful Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It was cold and now it's hot. So, Aritsukhori, you know, are we in winter or are we in summer? What's happening? It's really, I know. <laughs> this, this weather has become very confusing, eh? But, I know. Uh, but one thing, though, whether it's hot, whether it's the business of the day continues, eh? Mm-mm. Yeah, and Bulalan, I don't know, it's running late or it's coming. I yeah. hope he's coming because um, what we're talking about today really touches um, what he does and what he's passionate about. Yeah. So, I hope you can just walk in sometime during the show. Yeah, no, mm. definitely. Knowing and, him. Yes, and the studio is packed. We're also having camera. Is coming in um, mm-hmm. as well onto onto studio and they do you notice we have a lot of women today? We uh, never have a lot of women. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. What did you do? <laughs> is are we being sexism or what are we? Doing? No, we're not. Hey, I think I think um, um, a lot of females are. We 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 are. We need more female entrepreneurs actually okay. in the entrepreneurial. The question space. is, do we have female? We do a lot. Where are they hiding? No, they're not hiding. They're there. Oh, they're there. They just need to just come out more. Oh. We just need to see more of them. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, I can't wait to to to, to see them. But at least you've started. F- Filling up the studio with women, so mm-hmm. maybe it says her next time you're gonna be just having female entrepreneurs. We right? will definitely. Yeah. I'm excited that we've got a legend um, in studio. I can't wait um, to be interacting um, with him. But what are we on uh, today about the show? So today we're talking about the township economy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean township entrepreneurship. So basically. Township entrepreneurship stems from the township economy and the township economy help, helps to boost job creation and drive entrepreneurship within townships. Okay. So entrepen- uh, enterprises established are operated by township entrepreneurs to meet primarily the needs of township communities. These entrepreneurs are bridging the gap of unemployment and skills development. So while township enterprises are mostly micro in nature, charact- characterized by poverty and low incomes, there are many that are born out of opportunity. Government believes that local enterprises have a distinct and vital role in a vital role to play in helping to create a vibrant, socially inclusive, labor absorbing and growing economy. So according to the Houting Township Econo- Economy Revitalization Strategy um, that was established between twenty fourteen and twenty nineteen, government's vision is of vibrant and sustainable township enterprises. So then we have the Township Entrepreneurship Awards. Mm. Um they are an initiative that was established by the Houghton Department of Economic Development to celebrate, recognize, and reward entrepreneurial talent in the townships while supporting the province's goal and commitment to revitalizing the township economy. So the event, they celebrate the brave pioneers who, who, the, who power the economy by setting up smart, innovative enterprises in the township and exhibiting incredible potential growth. I'm going to leave it there because we have a whole hour to actually talk about this. Mm. So according to you, Tsekho, what is a township entrepreneur? 
So according to me, a township entrepreneur is somebody that establishes um, a business within the township, um, but then they see a gap and then they find a solution to mitigate this gap. And in essence, they also help grow the economy of the township. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. That's according to you. That's according to is me. It? You know what? I can't wait. I want to ask a, a gentleman that has been in this space of entrepreneurship for years. You know, this particular gentleman, I know his business from, you know what, before I could afford it, eh? Um, you know, we would go there, you know, and eat, um, you know what, um, malana and, mm. and different stuff. And, and I, I'd like to think, you know what, Brawandi has actually created a legendary of township uh, entrepreneurship and tourism, um, as a whole. Let me take this opportunity to welcome him. How are you, sir? Fine, and how are you? No, good thing. Thank you for having me here. No, 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 definitely. Good. It's it's good to see you. The last time I was in your place, I think the very first time, it was around 2007, 2008. Wow. Um, (laughs) You know, back in the days, and I think you had newly renovated uh, and stuff, and you used to cook the amazing food uh, that you could. Do you still do the amazing food? We still you still, it's like Coca-Cola. Oh, is it? Yeah, nothing has changed. Yeah. Nothing at all. So, Hopeyama? Well, I still do sometimes. Okay. But I've got, as you can say before, ladies who can really do the wonderful things in the kitchen. Mm. So, Dr. Wendy, tell me, um, township entrepreneur, what is a township entrepreneur according to you? A township entrepreneur is a leader. Mm. It's like a, a president. Because or a father or a mother okay. who leads the way for people to follow her or him mm-hmm. so that they can live, enjoy, entertain people mm-hmm. and be happy. And at the end, they must earn money. Yeah, no, that's true, eh? Yes. I love the fact that because we are all into a business to to actually um, learn and make money. Exactly. So you created, I think, um, should I say a revolution in the township that today Soweto and a whole lot of township have become very competitive in terms of selling African cultural foods and in terms of um, doing, you know, um, or opening up joints that that I'm accommodative to tourists and a whole lot of other. Mm-hmm. These days we've got the likes of Max's lifestyle. We've got um, a whole lot. We've got Ayadini and uh, yeah, in Cape yeah. Town we've got Mzolis yeah. and many others. But when you started this, none of them were existent. It's true. So same goes to Soweto. I can mention a couple of names that places the uh, Bafukeng Corner and many others that are there. Sitting there as a leader, as a father, or as the president of uh, the township entrepreneurship, uh, how do you feel? Though? My, I don't know really to explain this. I real, I feel great. You know, especially when people talk about how we started and when, and uh, wow, you're still here, and mm. then you produce that. And then what I like most, you know, all these guys. They came to me first before they start. Mm. And I will never say to them, okay, give me your plan and so on. And say, what are you waiting for? Mm. It's, in, it's in you. It's in you. Do it now. Don't wait. What, I, what, I, what really makes me really happy, happy mm. is because it's, they're still, you know, opening more restaurants and so on. Mm-hmm. But quickly, can I tell you something? Even Please now, do. You know, when there's an event in Soweto, mm. Let's say 800 people. Even as much as we've got so many places that we can host these people, we can't. Just a thousand visitors, we can't. Because it's still small. 
We are still very, very few of us. We need more. That's true. We need more. We yeah. visited some other countries, like Evelyn Street in Namibia. Mm. You won't believe. It's like Vilagazi. But mm. Vilagazi, you can, we think that it's big, it's small. Is it? They can't host 500 people at a go in one hour. They can't. Wow. And so we need more. We need more. So my message to everybody, please turn your kitchens to be a, a, a restaurant. Simple. I like that. This is a call out to all the listeners, all the entrepreneurs or the wannabe entrepreneurs that are listening uh, to the show out there. Brawandi is saying, turn your kitchen um, into a restaurant and because we do need more entrepreneurs um, out there. This is Mr. Wandi Dendaba, who is, um, you know what, the CEO and founder of uh, Wandi's Kitchen in Soweto. Let me come to a CEO. Um, you know, I don't know whether should I say is a CEO of a is it, is it a government organization? Is it a private sector? Is it, but hey, she will tell us and clarify, um, that for us. Um, it is none other than Miss Leah Manenza, who's the acting CEO of GP. Manenza, how are you? I'm always good. How are you? No, good. Thanks. Wait, let's try that again. Um, do you want to say, uh, let's try that? I'm always good. How are you? I'm good and you? <laughs> I'm great. No, good. Thanks. You are a CEO. You're sitting with the CEO of a small business. Mm-hmm. What, what is the difference? The difference is I get my grant guaranteed on a monthly basis or annually, and he doesn't. He relies on clients that will walk into his business to, for support. Mm-hmm. Um, so that becomes the big uh, difference. Part of his challenges would be who produces the products that he, he eventually cooks. You know, So where does he source the fruit, the vegetables that he uses to cook? Mm-hmm. Um, are we still supporting other farmers, in you know, local farmers? Where do we get the meat from? Those are questions that we normally ask entrepreneurs to say whilst it's a good thing to be at the end where you just sell you cook and all of that it's important to understand the full value chain and get involved to that side of the business not only um, at the uh, tail end of it is it so now you are you are a SSSGP what is it is it a is it a um, an organization is it a government entity non-profit what is it it's an agency that reports under the Gauteng Department of Economic Development. So okay. we are the implementing arm, specifically looking after cooperatives and SMMEs in Gauteng. Oh, nice. Uh, it's under the department. Um, it's under MEC Lebukhang Yes. Oh, okay. I was actually having a conversation with him um, yesterday, and he said he'll let me know. He might join us telephonically okay. um, on the show. Let me take this opportunity to welcome Nada than, you know, I don't know, guys. We know we've no medical doctors, uh, but I'm sure she'll tell us what kind of, um, of a doctor is. Dr. Jablilem Simango Galawe. I hope I've mentioned that, uh, I pronounced that correctly. Yes, that's correct. Oh, okay. Do you want to take this opportunity to say hi to our listeners? Tell us who you are and what is that you do? Okay. Hi, everybody uh, who's listening. Um, I'm not the, the doctor one. Um, oh. <laughs> the, um, I studied entrepreneurship. So uh, my PhD is basically entrepreneurship. So I don't have patients, but I've got clients. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Um, so I, I, um, my passion is entrepreneurship. I lecture entrepreneurship at the first business school. Oh, nice. I'm a mentor as well. So I coach small businesses who are still starting and those who want to grow, mm. um, their businesses. So yeah. So. Basically, my core is entrepreneurship. Your core is entrepreneurship. Yes. Okay. So then tell me, um, SMEs, 
Um, I don't know whether is it, is that word a curse or what is it? Because right now there's a notion or there's rumor that it's like SMEs don't grow. What is your opinion? Uh, if you, you, you look, um, for an example in South Africa, mm-hmm. um, there's a reason why SMEs don't grow. Um, some grow, but most of them, um, research show that most of them, they don't grow. Okay. And, um, the reason, there's a lot of challenges that SMEs are faced with. And one of them, if you look at our market structure, doesn't, does not really support, uh, small businesses. You have to start, and go there and fight with the big giants and see how you 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 survive there, which is 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 very tough. Mm-hmm. Um, there's funding issues, there's market access, uh, the skills of the entrepreneurs themselves. So there's a lot of things that entrepreneurs um, have to deal with, mm-hmm. and that's why at the end of the day you find the failure rate is high. They struggle to grow, and even if they grow, they struggle to 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 sustain themselves. Oh, okay. So now, I mean, Memanenza, uh, in terms of now, um, I mean. Dr. Jabrile has said Hore, the, the infrastructure in South Africa is not supportive of SMEs or small business as a whole. As an organization, what do you guys do to support or change that? Okay, so you would recall that when we started with the Township Economy Revitalization Strategy, part of the things that were highlighted during the roadshows was that um, economic infrastructure is insufficient, um, access to markets, access to funding. In fact, there's around seven key things that were highlighted as the, as the barriers for SMMEs to thrive in housing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so part of the work that we're doing is the incubation, is the industrial hubs that have been established throughout housing. Okay. So we continue to establish those um, um, industrial hubs that are aimed really at providing the economic infrastructure that is required for SMEs to thrive. It's also interesting um, Hunter Tawande raises the issue around um, the capacity for townships to host maybe a thousand people part of the the challenges in just the township is that we, we just don't collaborate enough um, I think we have the capacity, we have our houses. I mean, Uber is successful not because they have one infrastructure where they house all the cars, but they're able to bring all those resources together. And I think the success of, of businesses in Gauteng must be informed by the stories of Gauteng or South Africa. For example, we know the stock files have always been successful, and that's a mindset of collaboration. And I think at a point where we start collaborating more, working together, building the trust, trusting our neighbors enough to work with them, um, we should see more and more uh, coming out of the townships. Hmm. And other one, do you do, would you say our government um, is doing enough to support small businesses? Well, with that support from the government, it does. The government does really try and help people, especially young young people or people who are starting or setting up their own businesses. As um, my lady next next to me, as she said, it's it's very tough for, for for small business to carry on with their work or to what for what they are doing. It's very difficult to be honest. I think they need more training, you know, all the time. They need to be visited. They need to. We need to come together, you know, as as business people, you know, discuss, and they, they mustn't sit back when they see that they, they can't carry on with business. Don't sit back. You need to face the challenges, ask for advice, go to the offices of the businesses like the banks. They've, they've got, the, I mean, people who can help for business mm-hmm. if you, you you want to carry on with the business. But I I don't like people to always run to the bank and 
say I need to, to carry on with my yeah. business or can I lend the money? Mm. You must always try and make sure that you sustain your business by be very careful, especially using funds and so on, if you get the funds from the government. Mm. If, for instance, the, the funds is for marketing your place, please do so. Mm. Don't divert the money into other things and buy stock and so on. If it's for marketing, it's for marketing. Then you'll succeed. Yeah. I mean, um, that one is raising a very valid and important issue of finance. Mm-hmm. Um, the struggle of most small businesses is finance, um, within the township. Are you guys financing small businesses? Absolutely. We, we fund small businesses, uh, as well as those that are expanding. So it's not only limited to, to startups, mm-hmm. but we also consider the non-financial support. So those would be areas you spoke about, your marketing. Um, but there's also other support like your governance. You know, most times it's about just record keeping, not because people did not do a good job, but they did not record. So there's no history of the work that they did. So we, we do continue to provide financial support, but obviously Gauteng has got over 800,000 SMEs and 70% of those are in the informal uh, space. Um, so government would not on its own be able to fund or support everybody, but we continue to support those that are able to access our services. Mm. Let me take this opportunity to welcome my boy Bulelani Bal Bal. How are you, Fana? I'm well, sir. How are you? No, good things. Yes, yes. You're I'm excited. A ta- you're a township entrepreneur? Yeah, I have been for the past 12 years. Yes, and you are in the development of Township Entrepreneurs. Yes. Yeah. Um, right now, we've got a legend in studio, Mr. Wanindaba. Yes. Um, who's been doing this way before many businesses started um, today. So one, the question that, that I asked him to say, I mean, what it does, what is a Township Entrepreneur uh, to him? So I know you're dealing with a lot of entrepreneurs uh, within the township as a whole in terms of trying to develop them. What would you say are some of the struggles that uh, small businesses are facing in the township? No, man. Um, I just think maybe from an, from an inward um, challenge, So, uh, which, which are challenges that I experience at, at a certain point in my business. Obviously, because of the fact that you're a township business, when recruiting, it's a big challenge when you're trying to recruit talent. Purely because people have, still have a mentality that says that in order for you to be paid well, you need to be working in Santa and High Park. You know, that's one of the key challenges. And I think another challenge is services and infrastructure because I know that on two different occasions, we, we outsource work to a courier company, mm-hmm. to one of the big courier companies and we signed everything. We made payments and they just del- picked nothing up and they delivered nothing because you always get the excuse you guys are too far. No, you guys are too far. And I think just tracking back to my first two years in business, I mean, we couldn't even get services from one of the country's biggest um, network providers, purely because they didn't have infrastructure in the township in Tembisa at the time for ADSL. So I just think most importantly, I think the biggest frustrations for me then were infrastructure more than anything. Mm. And I mean, funding became a secondary. And I think that you learn that as a, as a, as a, as a reverb purely because of, you know, the challenges that you have and you being able to sell your business. And I think that, I mean, to the greatest level would be entrepreneurial. Um, education, I think that's key because I often tell people that you start businesses according to the level of your, of your education and you scale them according to the level of your exposure and education as well. And in 12 years, within 12 years of business, running a company now that employs 14 permanent staff members in Timbisa and has 380 square meters office space that manufactures branding material in the township, one of the biggest frustrations right now is being able to take this company that has grown extremely fast over now the past four years, not the first six, 
and turn it into a unicorn, but with systems and processes that will hold it and keep it sustainable. Mm. So now whatever knowledge I have now, I'm at a point where it's useless now. Now I need to bring in blood mm. to grow the business <laughs> and move it to a whole new level. Mm. Dr. Jabulina Bulanin says it has become useless now. Um, for, for, for the growth. So it means, um, at this point in time, I've realized it's, it's, I've seen this levels of, of businesses or SMEs. Um, there's entry levels or startup uh, businesses. There's growth entrepreneur. So as a mentor or as a coach or somebody who's got a PhD in the entrepreneurial space. So what would you say becomes a barrier for businesses to actually, or small businesses to actually get onto the high mark? Okay, um, as as I mentioned earlier about the issue of of the market structure, Mm -hmm. to grow you need customer base. You need to grow the customer base. And most of the time you find that is the limit we have. We can only sell to so many people around us. When you go, for an example, to private companies, Mm -hmm. not many of them are open to small businesses because most of the time you are not a known brand. Who are you? You know, And sometimes people tend to see black small businesses synonymous to bad service. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've got their own reasons why but that also it that hinders those who've got the the, the capability uh, 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 to to grow and to provide um, good services to them because the doors get shut before they even get given an opportunity to prove themselves that yeah. we are at the level where we can now move to maybe from small to medium for an example because mm-hmm. you find most of the business there on the micro level some of them they get to move to the small level, but not many get to the medium level. When you start looking at the de- demographics at the medium level, the structure mm-hmm. changes altogether. And that, that is a challenge. So it's something that, because you can give a small business money, which most of the time you find the perceptions of entrepreneurs themselves think they need money. You yeah. give them money, they go fail because mm. How how long are you gonna so, give me money? And you know, if I don't have a client to a, a client to save, is who's gonna pay me? You know. So so you're saying entrepreneurs don't need money; they need to be supported. I'm not saying they don't need money. I'm saying there is a time where you need money. There is okay. a time where you need clients to sustain you. Okay, let's let, let's get from Oslia. When does an entrepreneur need money, and when do you give money? I think we've also learned the hard lesson. We also just used to, people would secure tenders, come to us running, saying, oh, okay, but I working capital and so on. <laughs> and would really give it to them because you wanted them to be able to service their contracts. Mm-hmm. And then when the tender closes, the business fails. Um, we've since mm-hmm. learned that it's important that we do what we now call pre-investment readiness, where we take you through various stages. So it's a non-financial side of business where we're training you on various things, but okay. including uh, accreditation, accreditation on yourself, accreditation on your, on your business, because some of the failures is because not because the products are not good but because they're not accredited they cannot find space in the formal mm. market so mm. those are some of the things that we've had to now start introducing to make sure that when you get funding you are ready in fact because most people uh, became entrepreneurs by default you know mm. this is somebody who was looking for a job and then ultimately starts a business that's true so they're not real hustlers so the pre-investment has helped us start eliminating those people so mm. we don't waste time investing in people who are not really true entrepreneurs so during the non-financial hand-holding stage they are able we are able to then make those determinations before we do the funding i mean let's hear it from an entrepreneur and uh, dr wandy have you i know you've been financed before um, as a business, has that helped boost your business? Has that improved your business in any way? Of course, it does improve your business. Mm-hmm. And uh, hence, 
the minister say the minister or what? By the way, uh, Miss Miss <laughs> Leah, my <laughs> name. Yeah. She's CEO the CEO of, of GP. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you're the, maybe you're the future <laughs> minister. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like as Miss uh, Leah, she says, it's true. When somebody gets the money, hence I said earlier on, it mu- it mustn't go to the I mean the hands that are going to waste that money or that funding. Mm-hmm. If you get that funding, please sit down and plan it carefully. And uh, it does really make your business grow. It mm. does. It's a real boost. No doubt about it. It's yeah. a real boost. If really you get it, use it wisely. And carry on. And it encourages other people like, you know, the banks or the, 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 the government itself to repeat giving you and boost you until... Because the bottom line is to employ people. Hmm. That's what the government wants. Yeah. When they give this money, they give us money to, to, to carry on to our businesses. Mm-hmm. They want to us, we must take people from the streets and make them work. Yeah, and not they get something and you see they mm. must have something to eat at home. Mm. You see they must take their ch- children to school. Mm. That's the bottom line. We don't it's not for enriching ourselves. Mm. It's for helping one another. Yeah, no, definitely. My girl Puleng Mulebati just walked in. Uh, Puleng, uh, come close to the mic. Come say hi to our listeners. Uh, tell us who you are and what is it that you do. How? The boy wasn't prepared, but hey, you, you, okay. you don't need to be prepared. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, thank you for having us. Uh, we today we're actually invading your space. Um, a good friend of yours who's just here, <laughs> your colleague, told me about you because this week I'm looking to profile successful entrepreneurs. Mm. So today we'll be talking about how much you're making, how you made your hustle, and why you what you're doing here at Cliff Central, and what kind of a business you'll be doing. So this is part of us profiling you for SABC News. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Then tell me, I know that you week to week base you you visit a lot of entrepreneurs, you visit game changers, you visit yes. a whole lot, and especially in the township. Do you mm, understand? Mm. So right now, uh, we're sitting with the CEO for GEP, uh, Ms. Leah Manenza. We're sitting with uh, Dr. Jabulile, who's the uh, judge um, and mentor for a lot of small businesses. Mm. And the legendary Mr. Wandi Nendaba from Wandi's uh, famous restaurant in, in Soweto. So now you find that a lot of entrepreneurs, uh, the question that I had asked before you come in was that uh, it's like being an SME, it's a case. Because most of the mm. time, SMEs don't grow. Yeah. So, and I know you've dealt with entrepreneurs that saying, ah, cha, that yes, are starting yes. off and whatsoever. Yes. What would you say are some of the challenges that these small businesses are facing? Yo, why is that research, hey? When you do your research, you do the research. <laughs> That's why I do what I do. Yes. <laughs> Yo, you know what? You mentioned the guy who sell, who sold, who sells Achakuhaman Skral, okay? But mm. one that really stood out for me was the one who started, um, a street cookout. In oh, Sueto. yes. Yeah. Yes. And, um, so what he's, what he's done over the years with his business, particularly because he is actually playing in that space here, township economy, mm-hmm. because it all happens in his neighborhood. Uh, what stood out for me with his concept is that he took it from, um, Garcia high to other gassies so he visits other provinces as well mm. doing the very same thing um and we and unfortunately you know i don't know if i should say unfortunately he didn't get funding from uh government or it's like the funding that he he went and he got a loan mm. um 
so I think on that regard with him, um, he, he, he knew that this is the money that I actually hustled for. And if I don't pay it back, they're mm. going to come take my car. They're going to take the, the pots. I won't even be able to do the street cookout anymore. Yeah. So he takes it very seriously. And he's one of the people that I'm really proud that we profiled him on our show, mm. you know, cause he, he is showing that it doesn't matter how small you're starting. If you are consistent and if you think outside of the box mm. and you treat it as a business, it doesn't matter what concept it is it. Mm. If it's, if, if it's a business, you must always treat it as a business. If it's a business, you must always treat like a business. Yeah. Nenza, earlier we spoke about collaboration. Mm. Uh, Puleng is, is is talking about a business that I know it's a phenomenon that is growing in a lot of township. The street cookout thing, where a lot of other cookers like Ndadem and uh, and many others. Tembisa has got one. Wadville has got one. Fosloras has got one, and what's him. So I've realized in those co- uh, collaborative structures. Um, even Bulelani themselves. I mean, um, him monthly host TID, Township Entrepreneurship Alliance, bringing in entrepreneurs for them to access opportunities. With most of these, cons- um, such organizations or companies, the most consistent thing is that they don't get support from organizations like yourselves. Mm-hmm. How do you pick them and why wouldn't you jump to the opportunity because they are collaborative? Um, we would have worked with individual SMMEs at some point or the other. Um, mm. By the time they collaborated something else. In fact, what we found, one of the studies that was done by the Gauteng City Region Observatory is that businesses that really succeed are those that used their own savings or borrowed from neighbors because they know they've got everything to lose. And I think you're very, very correct. Where they got funding, whether it's a grant from NYDA or ourselves and so on, and that is how you would see in terms of our um, our debtors book. It's so high because people sometimes assume I get government, you know, um, there's no need for us to pay them back. But the, what they forget is that we are unable to support more people uh, because of that sort of attitude. So collaboration helps because then it means your resources are more. People always complain, I have been submitting requests for quotations, uh, quotations and t- uh, government does not give us any work. But the problem is, um, I always make this example, you would know that in June, there'll be the June 16 or the Youth Week. Mm-hmm. You'd know that government will host young people, over 8,000 young people from Houting. You know they will run a tender for buses and so on. By now, people in the township should have started the collaboration. Everybody would have somebody that has a taxi or stuff like that. So by collaborating and coming together, they are able to approach government and say, well, for Soweto, you've got 2,000 here. Is mm-hmm. the transportation that is sufficient So those are the sort of initiatives that you want When you talk collaboration, we're not saying uh, Government can always help, we can create a conducive environment But ideally you also want people to start showing that interest And that commitment and coming together So that they can start benefiting mm. But I wonder, would you say do we, can, do we collaborate as small businesses Or as black businesses? Yeah, we do really But all the bottom line is to get I mean the support mm. The support is very important Mm. And um, but to organize again, it's very important. Yeah. Let's get organized yep. so mm. that everything must work well. But if we are disorganized, even if we are together as mm. business people, we won't go anywhere. Yeah, we need to plan ahead. We have to be very careful, mm. planning and be consistent and be. Really true with it, hmm. understand, and uh, do the right thing. Yeah, that's it. That's the bottom line. Bulelan, do you think we are organized? Um, I think we could organize better, mm. but <clears throat> I think for me, when I viewed some of the programs, I've, I've 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 been given the opportunity to whether adjudicate or throw in my two cents that were done by different individuals, mm-hmm. organizations. One of the key things that I realize is that. In certain instances, there was a big drive for cooperatives to come together yeah. 
because there's money, but these are individuals, I think intrinsically, that have got no business acumen whatsoever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I've come across quite a few of them when we did some site inspections in different places where machinery is sitting there, 200,000 rand machinery mm-hmm. is sitting yeah. there. It's doing nothing because this one person owned the place where they were working from. Yeah. They're now having us, uh, they're now having arguments about whatever. So I think that from the base level, we need to be able to, and I agree with, um, um, Leah to a certain point to then say that, you need to be able to they need to show their skin in the game mm. you know mm. the guys need to really show their skin in the game i mean if their skin in the game is someone saying you know i'm doing this thing but i don't even know where i'm gonna buy soap <laughs> yeah. but for the fact yeah. that it's got the tenacity to sit there the whole day yeah. you know and try and hustle That's because true. i think entrepreneurship for us and in the way that i was taught entrepreneurship is so you want to start maybe let's say a sneaker corner and you are you're watching sneakers mm. so what you literally do is you find resources at home and if you don't yeah. you get a box you get a chalk you write that you wash sneakers The first person who comes That deposit is The deposit you use To go to the shops And buy and yeah. see You know yeah. And then you start you, So you show some skin In the game And mm-hmm. the story when I mean if I walk Into the offices And I'm telling them This story And I'm narrating it This way I mean she's got Much more of an oomph To bet on me because yeah. at the end of the day you can't bet on the business especially with a lot of township businesses because you don't know where it's going to end up mm. but you pay what you bet on the individuals like who put one you understand mm. because he was able to work on it and grow it and when you start to see the growth of this thing you bet on him because you want to unlock as much possibility as possible you know no definitely no it is a very interesting insight if ever you've just joined you can able to join our discussion we are on social media it's at cliffcentral.com um, and we are on twitter as well it's at cliffcentral if you want to Follow me on Twitter, I'm M at Debohoma40, on Instagram, Debohoma40 at, um, on Facebook, and Debohoma40 on Twitter and Instagram. So, uh, your social media, Baba? At Bulelani Bala. At Bulelani Bala. Are you on social media? No, uh, but GP Facebook, they yeah, can GP. get us there. Oh, GP Facebook. Okay. Then tell me, um, we've discussed all these dynamics, Melia. Uh, right now, let's talk Township Entrepreneurship Awards. So now you felt that you want to be celebrating these entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe give us a big background. When did you start these awards? We started them in 2015 um, just to showcase the achievement that have been made by government since 2014 mm-hmm. when the TR strategy or Township Economy Revitalization Strategy was introduced. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's more of showcasing, you know, townships, are, when you say you're running a business in a township, people have this expectation that it's a taxi, ring, mm. salon, chisanyama, and it's a shop. I don't think people understand that manufacturing happens in the township. Yes. There's production, there's innovation that is happening there. So mm-hmm. the township... Uh, Awards are meant uh, precisely to showcase those sorts of talent. A number of times when we engage with private sector to say, spend your ESD on these township businesses, but where are they? Um, so the township awards are able to sh- give us that platform where we start showcasing and celebrating these young women and uh, men that are doing wonderful and amazing things in the townships. But we also are starting to say, encourage people to support the township businesses it's pointless for us to try and uh, government can only contribute uh, so much but township we showcase these businesses so that even us from the townships mm-hmm. are able to start supporting our very own so that they start growing and contribute meaningfully to the economy is it so then from there they've been running from 2015 uh, um what kind of businesses are you looking for 
Um, we're looking for businesses that would have been operating for at least a minimum of two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and that we emphasize because as I started, I indicated that in Houting you have over 800 SMMEs, mm-hmm. uh, but 70% of those are in the informal space. And because sure. they're of their informal nature, they're not able to really contribute to the economy. They can't get benefits from private sector nor from government. Mm-hmm. So we emphasize the importance of being registered for at least two years because it compels you to show us your credit records and all of that. So we are trying to professionalize even the environment around township businesses. Hmm. Okay. So, and um, then the, the the judges. Um, what kind of judges? Or maybe let's talk. How do you choose your judges? <laughs> Um, We look at the strengths of those individuals, the experience around the entrepreneurship space. Mm -hmm. Uh, Dr. Chablile is one of our very um, judges. She's been with us from the from last year, and um, as you know, she's a doctor in entrepreneurship. So who better to go to? But we also have investment analysts internally that helped us with the shortlisting process, who Mm -hmm. are also part of the mystery shopper, uh, because uh, doctor would tell you we've seen applications that looked very very beautiful on paper until Mm. you go to the venues and you find Haibo. What were they talking about? You know, they just got somebody who's very clever who could put together a nice profile and a proposal for them. Hmm. So she's one of the judges that. Doctor, I want to hear about that. Uh, but <laughs> maybe before I we actually get to hear about that, what what are you as a judge? What are you going to be looking for from these businesses? Okay, so we've got different uh, um, stages. Mm-hmm. So the the first round um, was to check the documentation okay. because there are specific documents that we're looking for in terms of um, compliance, your 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 CIPRO, your tax clearances, um, specific um, certificates if you are in uh, uh, specialized uh, um, sectors. Mm-hmm. So that was the first round. So whoever submitted an application without all the documentation that was listed, then they were eliminated um, mm. round one. And then the the, the second round uh, was when now we sit and looked at uh, the the criteria that was uh, stipulated on the um, rule book, mm. which uh, basically looks at innovation and creativity. We look at financial management and um, performance. We look at social and e- economic um, impact, sustainability, and economic opportunity, management systems and processes, and the last part was um, uh, marketing. So those were the six things that we assessed those who managed to move to the um, to the second round. And um, after that, then uh, based on our experience from last year, as, as the CEO was, was saying, that the paper and what is happening out there can be a total different story. Tell me about some of the experiences you've had. <laughs> so you get somebody... Um, yeah, I'm, I'm reluctant to talk about this, but it might uh, be obvious who I'm talking about. Mm. But you get really good presentations, mm. um, CDs, pictures, everything properly done, professionally done that you, all the judges said yes for this one. Mm. We go out there and, and unfortunately last year we went to, to, to the different uh, businesses after we announced the, 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 the finalists. Okay. And then when we got there and find out that some of these things do not exist, it mm-hmm. was very difficult now as to how do you go back after, um, the MC has told everybody that you've got 100,000 for an example. Mm-hmm. So what we did this year, um, the, the third stage was to get the investment analyst from, uh, GEP to do what we call mystery uh, shopping. Mm-hmm. So go there and announce, you get there and check whether the business is there, is there any activity happening. Mm-hmm. And some of them, when they got there, they were 
like what we've experienced last year, there was nothing. And fortunately, because we didn't announce up front, so we're able to take those uh, out from, from the, the, the finalist list. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Did you apply? No, no, I didn't. Why not? Um, I bummed out the first year. Mm. So I decided to make my money elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's the honest truth. It's, it's, the, it's the honest truth. I bummed out the first year. Then yeah. I decided, let me give other kids a chance. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. But I must say, though, um, I support the awards. Mm. Um, because, um, I mean, obviously, so in the spaces that we play in, there's corner talk. Mm. And one of the corner things that I always have to explain, because of the fact that in all the work that I do, one of the things that I always emphasize is that I'm a township entrepreneur. So above all entrepreneurs, one of the key things that we need to support are township entrepreneurs. Then you get guys that come and say, why specifically township entrepreneurs? Mm. Because an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur. Then I say, hold up. An entrepreneur is not an entrepreneur. Because the set of challenges that an entrepreneur who functions within the sentence space he doesn't deal with the challenges that I have to deal with or the many other young people would have to deal with in terms of other market access, infrastructure issues or growth issues to a certain degree, you know, and you almost have to fight a little bit harder. And I think one of the one of the key things that also jump out for me more than anything is I think a point that Umama spoke about, which is something I always speak against. There is a narrative that um, black business or township business don't deliver. Mm. MTN doesn't deliver. Vodacom <laughs> doesn't deliver. How many times have you been in spaces where there's no network or your data disappears? And I work with some of these guys. I hope they won't kill some of our funding. But <laughs> it's, it's a fact because you go, you buy a cell phone today in six months, the battery gives you an issue, but no one starts chanting, well, large corporates don't deliver. But we, we ourselves then become very harsh on these developing entrepreneurs. My key thing is simply this. I think for me and for every entrepreneur and from anyone who's buying a product from an entrepreneur, if you, you go, if you go there, you get your dress done and he messes it up, but shows the willingness to learn and doesn't disappear, teach him. Because how many times have you worked with that retailer? They messed you up. You got home. You are frustrated. You still went back and bought the same car from the Mm. same dealership Mm. that messed you up before. So I think we must Mm. practice a certain level of tolerance and not be biased, but to a certain degree also be able to incorporate entrepreneurs. But I mean, if the individual is a delinquent and Mm. they do not want to learn or listen to anything that you have to say in terms of advice, then you can clearly say that that entrepreneur didn't want to learn or develop yeah. and grow yeah. because there's a whole lot of them because here's my thing how do you expect me as a bulelani to grow uh, a large corporation a hundred million rand company when i was raised by a single mother coming from the township i don't know this from anyone but apart from a bab Kumet who ran an amazing supermarket mm. drove the latest sl 300s and did amazingly well who is there to teach me these systems to move to a whole new level not using this as, as an excuse, but using that as a platform to then say, every chance we get, let us teach. Because yeah. I'm a result of the many clients who then said, eh, Shintwana, yeah. my boss is angry, but I'm going to show you how the other guys do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I'm your client, but I'm going to show you how the other guys do it. Get it mm-hmm. this way. Do it this way. This is the quality. I'll give you another chance. Hmm. You know? Yeah. So, um, um, doctor, are you saying, are we not, be, are we, are we being intolerant when it comes to small business? I think I think the, the 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 measuring scales are not the same for sure, um, and I'm not sure why. But uh, generally, people tend to be very hard on small businesses, not to be racist, but especially black businesses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, we really need to to be 
more pro black businesses support one another <laughs> because you find that somebody will have um her neighbor doing a certain business and i leave my neighbor here and go to santin or mm. wherever to mm. go and get the same product that mm. i have mm. next door mm-hmm. why and not that that person has delivered given me a bad service before mm. just you know yeah. so we need to also change our our thinking and start to say if us as small businesses and as black people are to move to the next level mm. no one else will help us do that we have to support each other mm. Mm. so now let's talk about the quality of of entrepreneurs that um you looking for in a judge or that you classify as as um as as a, a township entrepreneur especially for for these awards what how maybe what would be your own personal thing of saying this is a quality entrepreneur um one of the important thing that was mentioned here was that you must have um your own skin in the game mm-hmm. because that gives you um a certain level of comfort that yeah. this person is going to you know persevere and stay mm-hmm. on even when when it's hard um so the first round mostly we're looking at the business itself mm-hmm. but when we move now to the tv series part that's where we start to look at the person because they say at the end of the day you're breaking the joke so you have to be sure that the person you give the money because the business is not going to use the money itself there's mm-hmm. a human being that is going to take that money and go use it mm-hmm. so we have to be sure that the person we're giving the money that person is got the qualities we're looking for the person can persevere mm-hmm. the person is got mm-hmm. a bigger picture does he have a plan in terms of how is he going to sustain it or is just out there to get money from competitions and keep on coming every year but there's no growth there's no there's no movement one of 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 the serious uh, uh stance we took this year as judges is to say if somebody has been in this competition for two years for an example got nominated got money and he hasn't moved and he's here again and he wants to be nominated and get money again are we really making an impact? Are we really making a difference? Mm. So we said, let's open it up and let other new people get an opportunity so that we can be able to get those people who are going to move uh, forward. There are those who got the money. They mm. grew. They tell a different story today. Yeah. There's progress. You can see that. And those are the entrepreneurs that we are looking for, that they're not going to take the money, put it up there. And then the next day you come, they say, I tried it. It didn't work. Mm. They've moved mm. on. Mm. Okay, so now, um, CEO, the entries, how many entries did we receive this year? We received just over 300 entries this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is more interesting is the impact that the awards have had over the past two years. We've created 257 new jobs. Okay. And this is just from the nominees as well as some, some of the previous winners. And for me, this is a measure. How did you quantify that? Um, we've had to remember part of the profile they submit is the number of jobs they currently have before oh. the intervention of the awards. Okay. We then ran a survey, but also did the visitation, uh, to, to look at some of those and, they have created new jobs. So you look at what you've sustained because easily without funding, they could have easily just lost the jobs because the business is no longer operational. But they have been able to sustain those but create the additional new jobs, which for us is one of the success factors. Of Mem- Mem- Lea, I, I'm, I'm the last year's finalist as well. I got the money. Yep. No one asked me how many jobs I created. Yep. And I created jobs. 
The survey was run last year, uh, so I'm not sure how it skipped you, but all the nominees as well as the winners received the survey to populate um, and they also follow up visits. Okay. So if it did not land on your email, unless you changed it, I'm I not didn't. Sure. <laughs> I'd, I'd lose money. <laughs> I'd lose money if, if I change it. Yeah. Um, Daba, you've applied to be a part of um, an inter- township entrepreneur. Um, you are a finalist. How do you feel? Well, I feel great. <laughs> At the same time, it's a road to to success. Mm-hmm. Nice. And um, all we need now is really to be a real mentor. When young people ask you, what are you going to do with this money? <laughs> or if anyone asks me, what are you going to do? There's a gap somewhere. Mm-hmm. We need a cooking school in South Africa. Yes. We need that. No, we I like that. that. Yeah. We need that. And... Mm. Um, we won't believe those uh, teachers or lecturers. They are not from the university, mm. like my sister next to me here. Mm. They are rea- they, you know where they are? Mm-mm. Right at home. Mm. Yes. We are going to lose our culture if we don't really do mm. right things. Yeah. Like um, Esther Shabang. Mm-hmm. You know, she's she's a doctor today. Yeah, she she's is. Doctor, right? Yeah. And uh, that Makoko, she's my mentor. Mm. And uh, the culture things that we can learn, it's right from home. Mm. Yeah, not from the university. But this thing, this thing, it's worrying. Uh, but Brawandi um, is raising a very important issue mm. to say. You know, sometimes we 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 we, we characterize entrepreneurship by what's on paper. Mm. Do you understand? And even Doctor said it earlier. And sometimes what's on paper doesn't match. Yeah. Do you understand? And uh, my worry is that I think that's when uh, Melia, you need to come in to say, don't you think we need to um, widen our search out there to also accommodate the informal sector? Because for the longest time, even the, the the lady she's making an example of, on paper she's not good. Yep. She wasn't good for the longest time. Mm. But you like it or not, she's a millionaire. She's an international brand. Do you understand? So there's entrepreneurs that that are, have the skills, that have the know-how, but the problem is this paper, guys. Hey? Yeah. It's just I think we. It's, it's so I'm two sides. <laughs> the paper is important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because in the formalized business arena, mm-hmm. you need. How do I justify hiring a Leah? Mm-hmm. She's getting a salary but no payslip because mm-hmm. there are no formal systems. Mm-hmm. And how, what, what regulation tool then do we then utilize? Mm. Maybe then what could then say is that maybe then SGP or Houghton Economic Development or whatever, we're then going to focus on the stringent programs that they have in converting these entrepreneurs to register for the paper because I know that they've got something. But now it's also a question of on the side. Are these guys interested mm. in formalizing? Mm. Yeah. But 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 you 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 see that I've realized as well. Unless if corporate South Africa is unreliable, do you understand? Because who who Esther, Mum Esther, do you understand? It's her. I can mention a couple of other people. Do you understand? That didn't have no paper. That mm. others didn't even have English. But because they wanted them there on the map, mm. or they were so good at what they do, mm. they couldn't, you know, what be ignored. Yeah. They were got it there. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Then comes an ordinary guy, a bullet who's hustling, who's this and that, then they want paper. Do you 
you understand? That's why other people that will specialize in paper, when the work needs to yeah. be there speaking for itself, then it's not. Yeah. That is why we yeah. are hosting what we call pitching booster campaigns and young people walk away with either 40,000 or 150. Because we also realize there's people who just don't have the confidence, not because they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. not because, and because maybe they can't write or whatever, but they know they've got the skill, they've got the trade and they've been doing it. I mean, they can demonstrate they've been doing it, but they just don't have the formal side of it. Uh, so the pitching booster campaign that we're doing is one of those interventions that we, we created specifically to try and resolve some of these issues. And on the on the subject of township economy, I think when I started, I spoke about the important, it is important that we capture the, the township economy stories um, because those are important. The stock files and all of that is what led to businesses thriving in the townships. And I think we're missing an opportunity here of owning an IP that talks about how these businesses were started, the challenges they've experienced. I mean, you know, you start your fruit and veggie here, your makelani puts the same ch- table next to you and so on. And I always say, but why don't you do complementary entrepreneurship where I just sell onion, you sell tomato. You know, if I'm going to make a gravy, I'll need a combination of both. But both of you start benefiting, but you become an expert in that specific yeah. product that you are selling. So there's those stories that you are missing that we are not recording anywhere which should inform some book called Township Economy Stories um, which will then save people from making some of the errors mm. that a lot of people made in the townships. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I definitely like that. We are running out of time. Quickly, the entrepreneurs, what are they winning? Uh, 100,000 just by being nominated. 50% goes towards uh, the cash injection. 50% is straight to their businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, if they win in their category, they win an additional 200,000. Mm-hmm. And if they win in the transversal categories, as in youth, PWD, and so on, it's another 200,000. And then if they mean, win the main award, they walk away with 500,000. So they easily, one of them stands to easily walk away with a million rands um, on the 18th of August. Oh, nice. So the 18th of August, is it the actual awards? Right? It's the Galatina. Yes. Oh, is it? That's when you're gonna be announcing all of those. But there's a TV, there's a six weeks TV uh, series that will be um, uh, starting now in, I think, in July, Mm -hmm. and where people will get to see all the the nominees. They will start competing, and um, we're hoping people will be able to vote for their favorite. That should then walk away with the main prize. Is it? Yeah, I think I think as part of the should bring some of these entrepreneurs, some of these nominees as well. Let's let's talk to them um, and the judge so that you guys update us how's the competition going. So long, mm-hmm. and most importantly, we tell people to watch um, at home so that they're able to participate next year. Yeah. No, definitely. So now, uh, in closing, quickly for people that want to get hold of you or that want to see some of the opportunities, more about the awards and more about GP, where can they get hold of you? They can either visit our website, it's www.gp.co.za, or phone our contact center at zero eight seven. Zero five seven two thousand, and they'll be able to be directed to wherever our services is now are now online, so people are able to apply from wherever they are. Oh, nice! But Wendy, people that want to know, come visit you and taste some of your food. Where can they find you? They can find me at home. Mm. Always there. They mm. will ask for a table or a chair. Give us an address quickly. And it's six one eight Dube Makalimele Street, mm-hmm. Dube Soweto. Our number is zero one one nine eight two two seven nine six. Open seven days. Nice, um, doctor. People that want mentorship, um, you know, I know you host tea and whatsoever or any other opportunities. Where can they get hold of you on social media? Are you? 
Yes, I am on social media okay. um, at JoyGPs, uh, Facebook or LinkedIn, mm-hmm. and on Twitter. Um, or they can email me jabulile at joyg.co.za. Jabulile at joyg.co.za. My brother? What's the question? Hmm? <laughs> 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 uh, well, at Bulelani Bala, and I think my message to all the entrepreneurs out there is just to get things done. Get things Join done. For tea. Yes, this is all that we had for you today with my guest from GP and the Township Entrepreneurship Awards. My name is Debo Homafordi. Catch us again for another exciting installment of 360Biz. If you've just joined, you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com to actually catch the podcast of the show or you can even download the Cliff Central app. We out. Catch us again next time, same time, same place, right here on Cliff Central. 360 Biz on cliffcentral.com. This is cliffcentral.com.